Welcome to the Fresh Start Church Podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. Here you'll find preached messages from our pastors. We pray that the spirit of revival is imparted to you as you listen. To watch live, check us out on YouTube or visit our website at freshstartaz.com. And to stay connected with us, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I want to speak to us today. Um, and know we have many or some visitors here today from other places. Most are fresh start women and you're used to the culture here. This is a house of prayer. Come on, somebody. This is a house of prayer. Amen. Um, for those who may not understand, we've been in, uh, going on seven years of sustained revival since August of 2015. And there's some things that have been birthed in the spirit that, um, um, that, you know, we feel the wonderful fruit of as we come into the free presence of the Lord today. Amen. And um, these things have been um, conceived and birthed uh, through intercession and through, through prayer. Amen. Uh, but we continue to birth around here. Come on, ladies. Amen. We continue to, to pray um, and we continue to ask the Lord, what is your purpose and what is your breakthrough that you need for us to help uh, push forward in this temporal realm, in this earthly realm? And I want to talk to you today and I'm going to include um, not only our corporate assignment of sustained revival and discipling a nation in revival, but I'm also going to bring this down to us personally today. We've already been talking about breaking chains today, but how many know that we always have victories and breakthroughs? Come on, somebody. Purposes and plans and destinies that we need a breakthrough for. Come on, we need to push through to. I want to talk to you today about the travail of the soul. Hallelujah. The travail of the soul. Can you just say that very quickly, very loudly? Come on. Now, travail is another word for birthing or in the birthing process. And uh, most of us in the room understand the birthing process. Can I get a loud amen from the women in the room? All right. And uh, uh, that is um, obviously something that is unique to us. No matter what our culture is trying to tell us, that men can birth. That is a lie. Come on, somebody. Um, so um, anyway, we'll just leave that for another message at another time. Um, I want to talk to you about the travail of the soul. This is a message today on prayer. Uh, I do believe that I'll be sharing some of this, if not all, if I happen to repeat it in the larger congregation um, at some point, then y'all just amen me like you've never heard it before. Amen. Um, but I wanted to give it to the women first today because I do believe, I know, I know, not just believe, there are a lot of birthers in the room today. Amen. There are a lot of birthers, obviously not just in the natural, but in the spirit. Nudge your sister and say, you're a birther. I know you are. Even if you don't know it, you may not feel it. You may not even understand all of it. Um, you are a birther. And there are things <clears throat> that need to be brought forth into this natural realm uh, that we've yet to see. So I'm going to read a few scriptures to you, and I, then I'm going to talk to us, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to learn um, how much God depends on us as intercessors, as those who, uh, who are watchmen, if you will, intercessors, how much he depends on us uh, to literally bring and pull his purposes from his realm into our realm. Amen? Uh, much of the fruit, well, I'll just say it this way, all of the fruit that you're walking in today, uh, good or not so good, is a result of your past prayers. So if, come on, that's good. Amen. Whether if it be, if it be uh, obviously good, if it be, if it be a blessing, um, if it be, you know, the uh, breakthrough of the Lord, it's a result of your past prayers. Um, as well as if we don't pray, then God can't break through for us. Amen. And um, so I want to talk about the travail of the soul. And so let me read a few scriptures. Isaiah 53, 11. 
Um, he shall see the travail of his soul and be satisfied. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. This is Isaiah uh, talking about the Messiah, talking about Jesus. Uh, the Messiah, he shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. Luke chapter 22, verse 44. And being in agony, does that sound like labor? Come on, somebody. He was praying. Being in agony, he was praying very fervently. This is Jesus, y'all. He was praying very fervently, and his sweat became like drops of blood that were falling upon the ground. I don't know about you, but my prayer life is not to that point yet. Come on. Help me, y'all. Now, I'm not saying we have to sweat drops of blood, but uh, at the same time, there is an intensity and a fervency here um, that can birth something um, and bring God's purposes into uh, the earth that I believe we're yet to tap into. Now, I want y'all to listen to me. Don't get religious on me in here. I know there's some of you that have great prayer lives and you have great, you're, you're a, a vital part. Some of you are prayer team leaders in this church, but we can never get to the point, come on somebody, where we can't be pushed a little further. Amen? Come on, fresh start. All right? So if you look at me like that, I'll just push right back at you. Okay? Y'all know it's true, right? So, so we're going to be, we're going to, because I know the Lord here in the beginning, we're, we're tomorrow, today is the, the final day of our 21 day fast. Amen. And, um, the Lord has really been, I've been preaching on this in the, in the, in, on a, uh, birthing prayer. This is so heavy on my heart in a good way, not a bad way, a good burden on my heart. And uh, I've preached into this before in other messages here recently, but I just cannot get away from it. We do not have enough spiritual birthing in the body of Christ today. And I'll get to that in a moment. We do not have enough spiritual birthing. Um, and so I want us to look at, I want us to get really, really deep in our spirits. Um, this is Jesus still being talked about in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. In the days of his flesh, Jesus, he offered up both prayers and supplication with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he, Jesus, was heard because of his reverence. Come on, somebody. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up travail. He offered up prayers and supplication with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through 27. In the same way, the Spirit also helps our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings that are too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Aren't you thankful for that scripture? Come on, give him praise for his word. When you don't know how to pray, when we've run out of words, help me somebody. The Holy Spirit then comes to our aid and he prays through us and he specifically says with groanings 
And, and don't, don't try to put anything specific on that. I know there's a lot of teaching and a lot of ideas out in the body of Christ. For those of you who've been in this for a while, you know what I'm talking about. But don't really try to put any definition on that. Just let the Holy Spirit come upon you. Are you with me? Just let the, don't try to mimic something. Are you with me? Don't try to copy something. Don't try to formulate a natural understanding of what that is. Just let the Holy Spirit come upon you and he will lead you to a place where your natural words and even your natural understanding is not able to go to and he will pray through you. The Bible is, Paul is telling us here in Romans, he will pray through you the mind of the spirit. He will pray through you the will of God. And how many know, no matter what our situation, let me bring it down to where you are, no matter what your relationship situation, no matter what your, your uh, a financial situation, no matter what it is, ultimately you want the will of God. You don't want your will. You don't want someone else's will. You don't want the will of, of the general consensus of culture. Come on, somebody, help me. You want the will of God, amen? And so here's what I suggest, even, even if you have very structured, awesome-sounding prayers, is how about let's just pray in the Holy Ghost? Come on. How about let's just worship? How about let's just, just, just get up in the presence and the Spirit of God with not a time frame, are you with me, with not a beginning and an ending, and I know that there's times when we have to do that, but let's just find a time when there's not a, a, a moment when there's not a beginning and an ending so the Holy Spirit can really do this through us, come on, to where he prays through us the mind of the Spirit that knows the heart of God and the intentions of God, and then we birth literally the will of God in our lives, in our situations, in our churches, in our, in our nation, come on, in revival, are you with me, amen? Hallelujah, say yes if you get it this morning. Travail means to labor hard, to toil, to anguish, an agony of soul. This is why I call this message the travail of the soul. It is, it is a an agony of the soul. Travail breaks something in the spirit so that the answer breaks forth. Travailing prayer breaks something in the spirit so that the answer breaks forth. There are victories, there are breakthroughs, there are purposes, there are plans, there are destinies, there are revivals for nations, there are awakenings for our nations that await a travailing prayer to release them. I'm going to say it again because y'all should be giving me a much louder amen. I know we got some non-fresh start ladies in here, but y'all fresh start ladies, you better get your amen on right now. You hear me? There are victories. There are breakthroughs. There are revivals for nations. Come on. There are awakenings for nations. There are awaiting a travailing prayer. I am convinced that there are some things that will not be broken through. There are things awaiting in the spirit realm. They're, they're waiting in the spirit realm that they cannot manifest because God cannot find a birther. God cannot find someone that will br help bring it into this realm. But you say, oh, Pastor Kim, God is sovereign. Yes, God is sovereign. But you read the same Bible, hopefully, that I do. First of all, it's the Bible and not the Mormon Bible with it, not the Catholic Bible with it, not the Jehovah Witness this with it, not nothing else with it. It is the Holy Bible. That is it from beginning to end. If you read that Bible, you will see that God has limited himself to us. Come on, to us bringing it into this 
realm. I believe with all of my heart there is yet, let's bring it to Fresh Start Revival, another level that's an overused word, another, another place in this revival that is awaiting in the wings in the spirit realm. But God is saying there's some intercessors that possibly could have gotten a little lazy. Come on, somebody. And we've gotten this far and it feels pretty good. But God says, do you want to take another step up? Do you want? Then God says you must keep doing the hard work, the labor, the travail of bringing it forth in this to this realm. And the same is true for your home. The same is true for your marriage. The same is true for your prodigal. The same is true for your children. The same is true for your finances. Come on, somebody. The same is true. There are blessings. There are things that await in the realm of the Father that God says this has been planned before you even took a breath, but I need a birther. There were people years ago that told me, uh, probably as far back as 2008 maybe or something like that, 9, 10, something like that, there are books in you. And I looked at them like they were insane. Come on, somebody. And I'm like, yeah, probably not. You know. And I don't, I, I just say, look at what God has done today. Now look at me. Because at some point, I came into alignment with the word and the mantle. And I said, God, I will be a channel. You see, there's a book today, but it's only because there was a birther. Are you with me? And you may have gotten a prophetic word and honey, you can just, but you can, that's an awesome prophetic word, but you've got to birth that thing. Are you with me? You've got to birth it. You've got to bring it out of the spirit realm into the natural realm. Uh, 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 all else, it'll stay up, up there, if you will. Y'all know what I'm saying? It'll stay up there just waiting in the wings. But God says, I am looking for someone who can come into agreement with my plans and, my, and do the hard work. Do the hard work. Come on, mamas. Come on, mamas. The hard work of labor. The hard work of travail. The hard work and the agony of the soul. To see it come about. That, 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 that son or that daughter or that mom or that dad or whatever family member that seems just totally uh, the wrong direction or whatever, you, you know, your story is, God says, I need a birther. I need an intercessor. I need someone that will step in and will say, I'll be the one. I'll be the one to break that through. I'll be the one. Come on, fresh start intercessors. I'll be the one. Y'all remember Gina, uh, who dreamed the dream, Gina Golston. She was here with us in the last uh, revival, uh, Doorkeepers of Revival weekend. And in that m revival mantle dream, y'all know what I'm talking about, say yes. Remember, uh, Evan Roberts was, was speaking to us, my husband and I, and Gina and a few others were in the dream. And, and one of the phrases that, that Evan Roberts said to us, Evan Roberts was the primary birther of the Welsh revival. And he said this phrase, and many phrases in that dream echo uh, in my heart, but this is, this is so gripping. He said, I carried this mantle for my time. Now it's your time. 
I carried this mantle from my time. Now it's your time. It is, it is, history says that Evan Roberts and his brother, they were very, 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 very poor. Uh, obviously, this is back in the early 1900s and before. They're very, very poor. So he and his brother had to share a bedroom and a bed probably as well. And his brother would give a, a, a testimony or account that Evan would writhe and groan in the spirit all night long in prayer, sometimes not even knowing that he was doing so. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I said, God needs some birthers. His brother says that he would obviously be keeping him awake, but he would be writhing. Come on, how many mamas in here birthing? He would be writhing in agony. He would be writhing and groaning in the spirit because he wanted God to break in with his presence. And as a result of that today, we have history that tells us about the Welsh revival that influenced the Azusa Street revival here in the United States of America. In his time, it was 100,000 souls that came to know Jesus. Jesus as the Lord and Savior. That's pretty good for that day. They didn't have all of the technology, etc., that we have today. But he said in that dream, that prophetic dream that she had, it was a hundred thousand souls in my time. It's going to be many more in your time. But God needs a birther. God needs somebody that will writhe in the spirit, in agony, in pain. Come on. Groaning in the spirit, longing in the spirit, saying, God, I will stand in the gap. Can I move you past your small little world today? Day. Can I move you past your nine to five job? Can I move you past your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, and your late night ice cream snack? Can I move you past that to look a little bigger and a little higher? All of those things are fine and they're important, but can I move you to a greater cause that is bigger than anything that you ever thought, dreamed, or imagined that God wants to use your mouth, your voice, your spirit, your prayers to unlock something in the heavens that is needed in this earth and not only the, even in, the, in America but in the nations of this earth you hear me now fresh start intercessors we have come this far not just to say oh God look at us but to say oh God look at us we have got so far to go We make ourselves feel good about ourselves because we talk big about ourselves and grandiose. But only those with the actual fruit following them are the ones who paid the price of the labor of soul to see it become a reality. Travailing prayer is a type of intercession and it touches the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotion deeply. It emanates from that part of us. We're touched in the soul first, and then it goes from our, to our spirit and out of our spirit in intercessory prayer. And this type of intercession means that we have been gripped by a fervency to see something of God manifest that we're not seeing right now. Come on. See something change that needs to be changed right now. Come on, y'all. We are gripped by a fervency. Look at your neighbor, shake them as hard as you can and say, get gripped. Come on, by a fervency. We, this type of, of, of intercession grips you to see something shift or align because when because prayers are answered when they align with the spirit and with the word of God. 
When the Spirit prays, things align. You see, when the Spirit prays through us, things align because we're praying the will of the Father. Come on, praying the will of God. And this is, you're gripped by a fervency. And you know, many times you can't explain it. Uh, you try to explain it. People think you're weird. Come on. People, people don't understand. They're, they're like, it's really not that big of a deal. And you're looking at them like, yes, it is. You know, I mean, whatever the scenario, you know, there needs to be a change. You know, there needs to be something manifest. You know, there needs to be, see something shift. You know it, you feel it, you see it. Come on, somebody. This is, this is something that has been, has touched your mind. It has touched your will. It has touched your emotions, the travail of the soul. And without the travail, we will not birth anything. Are you with me? Y'all know uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the progression if you will of, of birthing and obviously you have of course the conception and then you have the beginning of the labor but then the beginning of the labor goes into the travailing time and this is when you want to slap somebody come on this is when you want to you know just every just clear the deck around you you know what I'm saying just like move out of my way does anybody know what I'm talking about I knew I'd get a loud amen in here because what is happening is your body is being stretched to the, uh, the, the utmost point. And for some of you, it was more than others because your babies were big babies. Come on. Hear what I'm saying? I can talk this way because mostly all women are in here. Sorry for the men that are here. This is what is happening in the spirit. But many people come to the po point of, 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 of labor and then they get into travail. And this is where they say, oh, I'm out, y'all. See y'all later. This is too hard. It's too much agony. It's too much. It's too much to carry. It's too much burden. Come on. I know fresh start intercessors, prayer team members, leaders, whoever in the world you are, pastors. This is where God is taking us. And he had me preach it to the women first for a reason. Come on. The identification with quitting at travail is not an option. It is not an option. It is not an option. You cannot check out. You cannot quit. I literally, when I was birthing Jessica, I literally looked at him and I said, I don't think I can do this anymore. Oh, yes, you can. And I'm looking at you today. Oh, yes, you can. I'm looking at the intercessors in this revival. Oh, yes, we can. It's not an option. We can't check out. We can't quit. We can't say, I'm done. I'm good where I'm at. Because that travail is when your physical body and your spirit in the, in the spirit realm is being stretched to its utmost capacity. Because you're getting ready to birth the change that you have been praying for. You're getting ready to birth the shift that you have been believing God for. You're getting ready to birth the revival that you have been asking God for. It happened here at Fresh Star Church in 2015. But it started a number of years before 2015 as we began to labor. As we began to labor. As we began to labor and then God moved us into travail and it wasn't fun because people left the church come on somebody 
us and people got mad at that. And we were travailing and Jezebel always meets you in the foyer. Come on, somebody. And somebody's always got a word that is witchcraft. Help me, y'all. But we knew at that moment that we could not stop at travail. If we had quit and walked out of the birthing room, there would not be a revival that is touching a nation today. We made up our mind. It doesn't matter the sacrifice. It doesn't matter the pushback. It doesn't matter the pain. It doesn't matter the agony. There is a region and a nation that needs a prototype that can tell them you can have a move of God and build revivalists. Come on. And this type of prayer is not easily embraced because it touches the soul so deeply. A groaning, the, the uh, as he said about Evan Roberts, the writhing, writhing meaning physically. His physical body was responding to what his spirit was longing for. Are you with me? <clears throat> That's why it's not easily embraced because it touches the mind so deeply, the soul. The Bible says, I'll just say it like this, it's the most painful part of prayer. Come on. Jesus was in agony of soul. And this was, this, I'm getting ready to reach you, was the posture of the disciples. Are you ready? Matthew chapter 26, verse 36, something like that. Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand. Jesus had been in agony of soul. And this was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Leave that up there. Jesus was in the posture of travail. And his disciples, he said, are you still sleepy? Are you resting? This is how I would say it. It may not have been how Jesus would have said it. But this gripped me when I read this, read this many, many times. He said, behold, the hour is at hand. On Wednesday night, I gave up here and gave an appeal for the last hour. Jesus is going to come and when you're least expecting. And you think, I'll get ready, I'll get ready. No, 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 no. Jesus said, you need to be intentional about being ready for me coming back. Don't go in with assumption. Don't go with, with presumption. And that gripped me when I read, behold, the hour is at hand. Fresh start, the hour is at hand. You trust me when I say this, that we're, we have gone this journey to where we are now. God says, don't be offended. He said, are you sleeping? Are you resting? Oh, you still may be coming to prayer. Come on, somebody. Oh, you still may be doing this and doing that. And thank God coming to sisters to hear me today. But are you sleeping? Are you resting? You see, a revivalist, a revivalist in the spirit does not sleep and does not rest. In the natural, yes, we must. But in the spirit, we do not sleep, we do not rest. And we allow the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to move us in intercession to greater things. Come on. It's just like we believe God for this. 
the breakthrough comes. The birthers have come through. Are you with me? God has come through because the birthers have been there. And then God says, okay, now, here we go. You're going to take this on now. Are y'all ready? Come on. And as I read that, behold, the hour is at hand. Say that as loud as you can. Behold. We, meaning body of Christ, at least some or most, have lost or have never embraced the gripping travail because we've learned how to manufacture on our own. Y'all missed the punch of that. We've learned how to make, produce, work up, invent, fabricate, or concoct on our own. So why birth when I can just manufacture something? Are y'all with me? Why birth? Why go through the agony when, when all I have to do is just produce this? Just this, work this up. You see, travail is not something that we work up. We have to allow God to do the deep work of intercession in us before we can move into the fullness of the last day intentions and plans. Everybody say, everybody say, the time is at hand. The time is at hand. You need to hear this for your personal life. Of course, for us corporately here, for anyone corporately for that matter. On a personal level, there are many times that, if not all, that your personal breakthrough, watch y'all, can bring a national breakthrough. See, I'm here to raise your mentality today. I said, I'm here to raise your mentality. In my notes, there are many times, if not all, that your personal breakthrough can bring a national breakthrough. Now, there's many examples in the Word of God. There's some things that we're not going to see until we travail. And, of course, one person that we look to in that is Hannah. Come on. Unable in the natural to produce a child, the Bible says she was in bitterness of soul at being unable to have the destiny that she knew belonged to her. Come on, somebody. Is there a destiny that is in this word that you that is the power and the principles of God that you know belongs to you, to your family, to your children, to this revival, to this nation? Come on. Then we have every bit of, 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 of a check mark from God to, to claim that. But we have to get some things, have to get us to the place of the bitterness of soul, the agony of soul at being unable to have the destiny destiny that we know is ours. You know, I'll just go to our nation, which is kind of my go-to today, but there are things that I have had in my childhood and many of you in this room that to me today look at risk for my grandchildren. Are you with me? And that makes me very angry. I said, that makes me very angry. That makes me very angry because much of what I have enjoyed in my life is because this nation was founded on the principles of this word of God. It was founded and rooted in the principles of this word of God and the blessing that this nation walks in today is a result of it being founded on this word of God come on on the un, on the on the, uh, uh, the authority of the word of God and we see that eroding away and eroding away and eroding away but I read throughout the Bible 
that any time there was a national crisis, God would raise up a voice or voices or a company of people that said, you know what? That is not the destiny that is mine. I have a destiny. My children, my grandchildren have a destiny and I'm going to be one that is in travail of soul that will step into the gap. Come on and be a birther. Come on, somebody. As Hannah did. Hallelujah. Until I reach the intended point of breakthrough. You see, this bitterness had reached into Hannah's soul. We have got to let, and when I say bitterness, I'm not talking about the unforgiveness. I'm talking about the agony. I'm talking about the burden. Are you with me? The burden of something. I'm talking about carrying that on the inside. Not unforgiveness, but that burden, carrying it on the inside. And, and Hannah, her prayer was emotional and passionate. The Bible says she wept bitterly. And the Bible says, and I'm making this story short, that when she got up, she knew something had changed. When she got up, she knew that something had shifted. I want to just encourage some of you who are praying and you're a birther right now and, 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 and things may not be looking like they're going in the way that you want them to go. Stay in the birthing position. Stay in the birthing position. Stay in the birthing position. When you get up, you're going to know that something has changed. Come on. You're going to know that something has shifted. You're going to know that that soul is going to be saved. You're going to know that that breakthrough is coming. You're going to know, come on, that that healing is coming. You're going to know. You're going to no, when she got up, the Bible says she knew something had changed. Tell two people around you that travailing prayer brings change. Come on. Ah. We got to get to that place. Now, now, just hang with me. Hang with me here. We've got to get to that place. We've got to allow the Lord to move us. The prayer Hannah prayed not only got her a son, but it changed the course of a nation. Come on. My God, did you hear that? It not only got her a son, but it changed the course of a nation. There's a lot of details that I'm living out. But one of the things was that Hannah gave her son to the Lord before she was even pregnant with Samuel. She gave him to the Lord. She dedicated him to the Lord. Are you with? There's so many principles that you can take out of this. It's not my only uh, Bible story today. But this is so powerful because Hannah understood the power of birthing prayer, whether she could explain it like like we do today I don't know but all she knew was there was bitterness and agony in her soul and she sat there or laid there whatever she was doing the priest thought she was drunk come on somebody I'm talking about travail of the soul I'm talking about birthing prayer travailing prayer the priest thought she was drunk because she was so out of herself come on and she was she was she was crying out to God and because of that yes the Lord gave her a son and children but also changed the course of Israel's future uh, uh, for God's purposes. She birthed Samuel who anointed David who was the lineage of Jesus Christ. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. I came to lift your mentality. I came to get your mentality off of your nine to five and lift it to a, come on, not only just to a nation but to God's purposes. God's purposes. God's purpose. You say God can use me. I say God can use you. God wants to use you. But you've got to be willing. To travail. Hallelujah. Daniel engaged in travailing prayer. 21 days. Come on, fasting prayer, people. God honored Daniel with a special messenger angel. Hallelujah. 
I'm just looking for one of those anytime today. Come on. And brought direction to make critical decisions to produce the accurate change that was needed. Are you following me? God will bring the breakthrough. You must be the birther. Are you with me? I've used this, I use this, this in my teaching to training intercessors around here and giving credit to Reese Howes. Uh, this is a classic book called The Intercessor. But I'm just going to say this very quickly because if we're going to operate Fresh Start Intercessors in this type of prayer, and I know some of you do, but the Lord is taking us more into this um, because of what needs to be birthed, not only for here, but for a nation, then we're going to, all of self must die to reach this place. I'll try it again. All of self must die. Reese House talks about the intercessor, this type of prayer associating with the one or the situation that you're praying for. In other words, taking their place. In prayer, you literally are stepping into their place. In other words, you're praying as if it's your problem. Are you with me? You're praying as if it's your disease. You're, are you with me? You're praying as if it's your lost son or daughter. You're praying it as if it's the revival. Come on, somebody, for your nation, even if you're praying for another nation. So you're associating. Then he says you agonize, and this is the travailing part, is if it was your own personal pain, you're literally, you're literally emptying yourself of you so that you can step into the place of another or into the place of another situation so that you can accurately pray on behalf of that person on behalf of that situation. Because if we're praying, my God, help us. My God, help me. If we're praying from the outside looking in, then we're, we still have some selfishness going on there. Are you with me? But if we're literally getting self out of the way and we're stepping into their shoes, if you will, stepping into their situation, stepping into their addiction stepping in come on somebody step in, and I don't mean that literally I just mean you're identifying with it associating with that addiction how bad it hurts how bad how, how much pain they are in how much how much agony how much turmoil how much of mental stress they are in you're literally stepping into that as an, a birther as an intercessor this my friend is the point of travail where no longer are you feeling your feelings no longer are you feeling your your uh, uh, atmosphere but now you have placed yourself in their atmosphere. And this is when we can literally get into a birthing place. Come on. A travailing place. Associating and agonizing with them. I think many of our prayers are for people. But not many of our prayers agonize with people. We've got to get to the place where we're agonizing over the lost. I mean, Wednesday night here, we prayed We prayed for the remnant and we prayed for the lost to come into the kingdom. And look, we have amazing people that came out and it was a powerful prayer meeting. But what I feel, and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of this, what I feel is that sometimes we go through these things and we start to do them by rote and we don't understand the power of who and what we're praying for. God is calling us as intercessors, especially of this revival, to take to stop standing on the peripheral and take a step on the inside of the heart of that person of the life of that person of the agony of that person of the frustration of that person of the pain of that person and cry out to God because they're not able to do it for themselves come on America is not able to do it for itself so it needs a nation that will step in for it and feel the pain and the agony come on and call and say God I will burn I will push this breakthrough. 
Amen? Amen. And then he says in that book, you have the association, the agonizing. He said, then you get to a place of authority. My God, don't miss this. You get to a place of authority. The message that I recently preached called something, hallelujah, about authority comes to, what did I preach? Anyone? The prepared ones. Thank you, Rosalinda. She listens. Come on, somebody. There's so many, is right. Authority comes to the prepared ones. You see, it's the fruit that's going to prove the authority. It's the fruit that's going to prove the authority. So we can talk all we want to talk. I've been on social media recently for 21 days. It's been pretty refreshing, y'all. We can talk all we want to talk. But I said, oh, God, I don't want to just talk. There's got to be some fruit that is following. There's got to be some breakthroughs. There's got to be some shifts. There's got to be some changes. There's got to be some territorial gates that are open. There's got to be some nations, come on, that are bowing under the weight of the glory of God. There's got to be fruit. We can tout authority all day long, but until we see the fruit, honey, come on, the devil isn't fooled. God isn't fooled. And the person beside you is probably not fooled. Come on, somebody. We got this. This man is telling us you get into association and then agonizing, and then you get what he calls the game place of intercession the gained place of intercession is what he calls it in other words you have gained a place of authority in intercession where you are seeing the breakthrough you are walking the breakthrough you are living the breakthrough you are seeing that prodigal in church you are watching them preach you are watching them sing you are watching them pray you are what come on somebody you are seeing that break the gain place of intercession shout in this room because God is moving us higher. Almost done, sort of. I thought it would go faster because I actually wrote my notes out. That ain't true. Apostle Paul said in Galatians 4.19, my children with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you. He had already interceded and travailed on their behalf to get them into the kingdom. But now he's saying, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again so that Christ will be formed in you. Paul's prayers had birthed them into the kingdom, but now he labored to see them mature. Wow. I say, how long are you going to stick with it? Come on, somebody. How long are you going to stick with it? How much of our prayers today fall way short of this kind of selflessness? Come on. Travailing prayer not only births the new, but it also releases the power of the Holy Spirit to give birth to something ongoing or continuously birth the next level. And, and fresh start, folk, this is an absolute must in sustained revival. We have got to get what I'm telling us. It not only births the new, it will be new, but it releases the... Uh, the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit to, to birth something ongoing, the next level, the next place, the next breakthrough, the next open heaven that God has. Come on, travailing prayer will bring forth that next purpose of God. High five your sister next to you and tell them there is a purpose awaiting in the wings of heaven for somebody to bring it forth in travailing prayer. This kind of prayer, I'm going to land the plane, and then we're going to pray. This kind of 
Prayer isn't something that you muster up on your own. Okay? It comes from God through the Holy Spirit. It's a burden-bearing prayer. Travailing prayers continues until the burden is lifted because there's something that God wants to birth. I'm, I'm going I'm to just emphasize that one time and then I'm, I'm going to close here in just a minute. It's not something that you muster up. I'm telling you, it is something that has touched your emotions. It is something that has touched your mind. It is something that has touched your will. It has gripped you and it brings you to a place where you are, you are longing to see breakthrough. Come on, for yourself, for a person, for a situation, for a church, for a city, for a nation. Can I get an amen? Come on. So it's not something that you muster up. It's something that you move into as God leads. Are you with me? How, 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 how do I, I get this, Pastor Kim? Or how do I move into this? First of all, I would just begin praying and asking God about it, saying, God, I want to be used in this, but I don't want to make something up in myself. So I'm just going to give myself to you. I'm going to give my prayer and my intercession to you. I'm going to ask you to use me as you wish to use me. Come on. And then if it's a, if it's a situation, a person, whatever the, 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 the prayer is that has really probably already gripped you, then go into prayer, what I said at the beginning, that doesn't have a beginning and doesn't have an end, and just say, God, I'm going to stay here like Hannah did. Come on. I'm going to stay here, and when I get up, I'm going to know something has changed. Come on, somebody. Is this easy? It is not easy. Is it comfortable? It is very uncomfortable. Does it take a lot of time? Yes, it takes a lot of time, and the reason why I believe that we're in a big mess that we're in today, whether it be a personal mess or a national mess, it's because we've lost the birthers. We've been spending our time manufacturing things and making up things and filling in the gaps. Come on, we have no birthers left. If as long as I have breath and if somebody hand me a microphone and even if they don't, I will say, stop your silly manufacturing and get birthing. Get into the spiritual birthing position and let God birth his purpose through you because there is something that is waiting in the heavens that is much greater than your natural mind and your flesh can concoct. So I say, as Elijah ran up on that mountain and he got in the birthing position and said, I see a cloud, a size of a man's hand. And how? And he said, go tell him the rain is coming. Why? Because when he got up, he said, something has changed. Yes? John 16, 20 and 21. You, I'm paraphrasing the whole scriptures on the screen. You will weep and grieve, but it will turn to joy. Come on. You say, this, this travailing prayer does not sound fun. No. But it's the only way you're going to get to true joy. Like a woman giving birth forgets the anguish because the child is born. Come on. I heard that scripture before I had birth, and I'm like, ain't no way. But it's truth. Now, obviously, in our natural minds, we remember certain aspects. We remember things. But that's not the point. Not the point that you don't remember, like, the actual pain. It's just that the anguish and the weeping has gone away because now you have birthed. Are you with me? And joy comes. Tell your sister, joy is coming. Come on, joy is coming. Joy is coming. Travailing prayer is the identification with God's heart concerning the purpose, uh, worship team come, of a person, a purpose, or a nation. It is an external, travailing prayer is an external manifestation of God's anguish. Whatever is gripping God's heart comes and grips us 
so that we can birth it for the nations, for whatever it is. Especially, I will say, concerning revival, but applies to any spiritual purpose. I'm grieved at the lack of spiritual birthing, as I said a moment ago, being replaced by artificial manufacturing and this spirit uh, versus the flesh. Are y'all with me? Spirit versus the flesh. And, um, you know, potentially there'll be people watching this online down the road, and I bear down on it, maybe not so much of this atmosphere today, but for those who may hear this later on. You need to stop the silliness with the manufacturing of the flesh. It will not bring joy. You're going to have to keep doing the same thing you're doing, the silliness, to keep them. You're going to have to just keep manufacturing things to keep them. God is wanting to lead you, as I've been exhorting these ladies, will spiritualize it out of your nine to five. Obviously, I'm speaking to pastors and leaders now. He wants to lead you out of that nine to five mentality, out of that just that, that commercial uh, kind of, you know, this is just kind of what we do. It's our vibe. We kind of put this together. We put that together. We have our meeting here and our meeting there. You know, squash the meetings is what I got to say. Squash the meetings and make them prayer meetings and just see what God will do. Squash the planning meetings and the board meetings and just start having prayer meetings and see what God will do if you give him an upper room to work with. See what kind of fire can come. See what kind, oh, well, people might leave me. I guarantee you they will leave you. But they won't be happy. They won't be fulfilled. And it'll be a cyclical pattern of defeat in their life. Not only because they left you, but because they left your right choice to follow the Spirit of God instead of some fleshly something that you're trying to concoct to appease them and appease their religiosity. I know that wasn't for y'all, but it's going to be for some people. Things born of the Spirit require agony. Things born of the flesh only require ambition, my friend. Things born of the spirit require a burden. Things born of the flesh only require your strategic branding. And I say to all of us, wherever this message has hit you today, we are at a place called the time is at hand. So there's no time for selfish ambition and just stupid strategic branding. We need some birthers. Thank you for listening in to the Fresh Start Church podcast, where we exist to influence a nation with revival. You can order Pastor Kim's book, Doorkeepers of Revival, at doorkeepersofrevival.com. And you can listen to Fresh Start Revival Worship on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you stream your music. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.